So I am excited to help promote this experiment that is going on uh, regarding getting evidence of being able to astral travel to a certain date and time, which anybody can participate in. Um, so I will let you introduce yourself and introduce what is going on so that people can become aware. Excellent. Thank you. Actually glad to be able to have this opportunity to introduce this project, this uh, experiment. My name is Michael Kundu, and I have been a student of the paranormal for probably over 45 years. And it started way back when I was in my early teens. I actually became a member of the Society for Psychical Research out of the UK. Back then, you were required to be brought into the society by somebody who was in a professional field, a doctor, a researcher, and so forth. But back then, I really started developing an interest in psychical research, all aspects of it, certainly, certainly the um, elements like apparitions and ghost hunting and things like that. But I took it a bit further. I started getting into, after reading a lot of the proceedings, I took it into doing a little bit more research into things like psychic abilities and anomalies that occurred that may not necessarily be something that would be as cool as ghost hunting or anything like that, but things that involved astral projection, etheric travel, and that kind of thing. And over the years, I started kind of thinking about what kind of experiments would really, really be needed in this field. Things that I did not see being conducted by any of the major institutions like the Rhine Research Institute or IONS or even the SPR, or at least projects that I wasn't aware of. So this one came up. I thought about it. And you're, we're going we're gonna to give it a shot. We're going to see what we can do. Let's go over exactly what are we going to be looking at on site on the day of. Where is the location that people need to tune into mentally, astrally, um, and what type of resources and technology is available on site to record what is happening. So the project has been framed around a half an hour segment of time and Pacific Standard Time. It's the, the project itself will be located in a town called Port Townsend in Washington State. So it's on the opposite far end of the Puget Sound. And essentially, we are going to be conducting this experiment. The, the formal part of the experiment will be conducted between 15 minutes to midnight and then quarter after midnight. So it will be a half an hour time block on March 9th leading into March 10. So part of the reason we picked the midnight hour, aside from the dramatic value of it, was also because that's a time frame where, particularly in this town area, there's very little sensory stimulation that may impact the ability for us to hear things, to see things. It'll be dark in the room. The lighting will be suppressed to a certain extent, although we, we want to make sure that the cameras are working. But the location has been basically been set. And what our plan is, is to invite astral projectors, psychics, remote viewers, anybody who has the ability to travel to a different location spiritually, and then when they arrive, when we, we've basically provided coordinates, we've provided an address, it's being conducted in a castle, sort of a rebuilt castle that has a reputation of its own called Manresa Castle. It's an icon in the Port Townsend area, and it's got some ghost stories and that kind of thing as well. But the goal would be for travelers to project themselves to the location during this time frame and then do what they can to manifest or engage with some of the controlled objects that we'll have at that location. So the location is an old castle and it's been 
turned into a kind of a bed and breakfast. So there's one particular suite, which we'll be in. It's Tower Room 302. It has a bit of a reputation for being haunted. I don't know if it's actually true or not, but they certainly market it that way. And I've been in this room before. I actually conducted a seance there about 15 years ago, and we didn't have any results that turned out of it. But it was a perfect suite. It has a large area, sort of a, a basically a tower uh, funneled area with a table in the center, and we should be able to accommodate the entire team in there. So we've got audio technicians conducting EVP recordings. We've got video technicians that will be recording not just in traditional high definition video, but we've also got infrared cameras we'll be using. And then we've got a number of documentarians who will be doing things like taking electromagnetic field readings. They'll be checking temperatures and they'll be doing a bunch of different things to kind of record whatever might occur, any anomalies that may occur. The control objects that we're going to be using for this experiment include things like um, a dish with dry ice in it. So there'll be basically a cloud of vapor, which even if there's a slight movement in the room and the windows will all be closed, that the vapor can move. And I'll light it with a very, uh, very different amounts of color as well, so that if there is something detected, we can actually see that. We'll have a pendulum on site as well that can be artificially moved. We'll have candles that can flicker. We'll have items like that. And then one one specific thing that we're going to include in this one is a small control box. It'll be sealed. It'll be on the table. What I've been, I've been interacting with a lot of folks, including some authors who, who are very interested in this project as well. And they've indicated that some folks use different methods of remote viewing. Some folks, they, they basically try to identify. In fact, some of the folks that have said that they're going to take part have already tried to visit the site. But we will do a video. We will do kind of a walkthrough. We'll have some time before the experiment to record a little bit about the uh, the castle itself. We'll probably be able to get some in daylight, too. We'll be arriving early. And then we can put that up on, on the screen as well. The one other thing that I think will be a very valuable tool is anybody who is interested, and we're already circulating this information, anybody who's interested could request us to email them a PDF two-pager. And it gives you the coordinates, it describes the castle, it describes the setting. And essentially, there, there's also a couple of photographs on there. So people can start the visualizing. They can even try a couple of mock runs if they'd like. But that way, they'll be having some visual indicators. They'll know what this castle looks like. And again, that's available as a PDF. Folks can reach out and they can request that in advance. It also talks about the control objects on the table and that sort of thing. We, we basically want to empower people with all the information that they might need before the experiment. So when they conduct the experiment, they'll be able to know that they're in the right place. This is kind of interesting. And I'll, I'll start with this very brief but interesting story. I worked... Uh, one of my previous jobs was with the Department of Homeland Security. And I worked with an individual, a chap named Mike Howard, years and years ago. He was a public information officer. Very interesting character. He and I got along on a lot of different things. We had a lot of similar interests, and one being the paranormal. And he shared with me, this is an older chap, he shared with me an idea that he had. And I'll have to say that this experiment is kind of a derivative of his idea. And the idea wasn't so much an experiment, but it was a concept. It was an idea. It was a notion that he had. And he said, basically, I'll kind of paraphrase what I recall the conversation being, but he said, Michael, imagine if 
you took out a bunch of newspaper ads, a bunch of, in this case, social media that we're doing now, a bunch of advertisements basically saying that you're going to be in one location at a predefined time, date, and you would be in there. And he actually said alone. But in this case, we're not we're not doing that element. And he said that you project that and you put it out there to the world. It could be put out in newspapers, social media, whatever, whatever people read. And imagine if 100, 200, 400, 500 years down the line, somebody in a future society, in our timeline, I, I suppose, you know, in our linear timeline, somebody reads that. And at that point, time travel is possible. They know where you're going to be at a specific time in history. And if they're capable of reaching back, could you imagine what could happen? I started thinking about that and I thought, you know, that's an incredible concept. That's a great idea. So I kind of derived this experiment from that by doing all kinds of publicity about the location, the time. I had no problem defining the parameters. And by the way, I will say that we don't want anybody to physically come to the site. This is supposed to be exclusively projection. And we will have a few folks that will be working a security detail to prevent them coming into the suite when we conduct that. But all of these opportunities, because we know the media we're projecting right now, we know this ad that happens to be on the screen, all of that will have an incredibly long shelf life. So maybe in the future, maybe there are people who will develop the ability to time travel, to slip back in time, and again, so even the folks we're not advertising to now, who knows, in the future, we might have somebody say, hey, you know what, I'm going to try to travel back and join this experiment. So it's science fiction in a sense. It could be. It could be science fact. We don't know. But the whole notion behind that is really romantic. It's also really scientifically intriguing. And that was actually kind of the, an, an additional element to this project that I thought would be really cool if somehow it had the shelf life and in the future, if something like this was possible, we might even get an encounter or a visit or a manifestation from somebody from a different timeline. We've got a good team. We've got people who are very talented using different technologies and people who are, I guess, uh, reasonably skeptical, but also focused on believing that their minds are open to the prospect that something could actually be happening and we might be able to record something. And even if the evening goes quiet, we don't have any manifestations, the idea is that we're moving forward with the, with the kind of experiment that really is robust enough. It's got enough rigor that can be emulated by a lot of other people. And if we don't have results, hopefully somebody else might have results if they do the same sort of thing too. I, I'm really glad about the team that we assembled. I, th I think we've got some really talented people. We have uh, written papers about this. So this isn't just going to be a quick uh, pulp paranormal experiment. This is well-defined. We've written papers. There's some papers on academia.edu. I've got all kinds of really strong protocol for the different players. And we're trying to approach this as a scientific project. We really are. We want to make sure that um, we've got everything covered and it's credible. And then whatever happens afterward, we'll be issuing a report. And there are some notable people in the paranormal industry that are interested in seeing that report. And again, even if nothing happens, I think we're going to be setting a standard for future experiments. You don't have to have 
fancy experience or consider yourself an advanced astral traveler. Anybody can try to do this. Um, you know, it, it'll help the results regardless. Um, and I just wanted to quickly go over the time zones again. So it's going to be 1145 PM, um, uh, Pacific time. And then if you're near London time, it's going to be around 745 AM on the 10th. And then for Australia, it's also around 5.45 p.m. on the 10th. Um, so on my website and everything, I will outline the time zones again, the general time zones. So please double check your time zones um, if you plan on participating. And because we'll be broadcasting, they'll also be able to check in on the web and see whether we're, we're proceeding or not. We'll probably, and we, we can talk about this, but we'll probably start the uh, the preparation and maybe start the broadcast while we're Airing. That might be an interesting behind the scenes look as well. But that way people can sign on, they can see that we're prepped and we can constantly do the countdown or so. But I think, you know, the, the point that um, we've got folks from other countries that are taking part in this as well. I've got a lot of interest from England. I've got some interest in Germany, Australia, quite a bit of interest as well. And I think the challenge that the these other countries across the Atlantic will be facing, or you know, the other way across the Pacific, Pacific, if you're talking about Australia, is that even though our time frame is at a point where the sensory there's sensory deprivation because it's midnight, some of these other countries will require people to try to project bright morning hours where there's bright light and so forth. But I do think that it's still capable. It's sometimes these logistics are difficult to overcome. You just have to compromise. But I would love to have folks from all over the world try this. It's really, it is an international effort. And we would love to have folks even pipe in, in the comments, if they're not projecting, but they're watching, and give us their thoughts. And of course, everybody's eyes count. There might be things happening in the room that we won't see, but the folks who are watching might notice something. And that's what we're hoping that folks will pipe in on the comments and, and say, hey, what's that behind you? That way we can turn around and, and take a closer look. So wonderful. So if anybody has any further questions, feel free to reach out to, to us and ask us if uh, you need clarification, if you want information like that, that two-page PDF or a link to the actual research paper. We're happy to provide that. This is all inclusive and we're really hoping that uh, we set the precedent here with an experiment of this nature. Well, thank you for helping us with this experiment. This is uh, turning into a team and who knows what's next. <laughs>